Hey there listeners, thanks again for tuning into Sin's Workshop. Hope you're having a wonderful day. So, today we're going to be talking about The Voyage of the Basilisk by Marie Brennan. It's the third novel in the memoirs um, by Lady Trent series, and as you would expect, this series does read like a memoir would. It, it is very realistic as far as the storytelling goes. Now. I do want to begin by saying I don't <clears throat> I, I don't read nonfiction really. I've read a couple lately, you know, like Rich Dad Poor Dad and How to Get the Lit Agent. Um, but to be perfectly honest, um, nonfiction is usually a genre I try to stay away from because it does bore me. I'm just not. I like. I read to escape, um, basically. I don't mind, you know, real life things um, going into my fantasy and contemporary fiction and, you know, my science fi. But when it comes to people's, like, stories, I'm more of a meh kind of girl. Um, I just tend to avoid them. My husband, he loves autobiographies. He loves autobiographies. He loves memoirs. He loves all that stuff. Me, not so much. So we balance each other out quite well. Um... And I wanted to preface this by saying that because this book really does read like a memoir. What and you would think, oh, that's going to be a no-go for me, right? No, I love the series. You know, books one and two and now three. I really do enjoy the series as a whole. It really is engaging to me to read it. And I think that's kind of fascinating because you know, this is a genre I typically stay away from, but to read a memoir in a sort of different medium, I guess, was really, it is very interesting for me because it, it does, like I said, it really does read like a memoir, what it is. It is very slow. Um, it is first person narrative. It is um, a memoir. You know, you have Lady Trent looking back on her exploits and writing them down for readers of this world that Brennan has created to read. And I really think that that's so well done because, again, you would think it would deter me, but it doesn't. It is not a fast-paced story um, at all. It is very slow. But I'm okay with that, you know? I was okay taking my time. Usually I devour books in like a couple sittings. But I enjoyed the fact that I was able to really take my time. Because you do get to know Lady Trent as a person. And the world feels very real. I mean there are times where you kind of do forget this is a story. Just because that realism does transcend the pages you know you forget oh this is a fictionalized memoir set in this realm in this world where dragons exist and that's what lady trend is doing she is studying dragons and i think that that's so cool i mean i i love dragons i even just got a new dragon tattoo it says Dragonlance. it's wrapped around my arm quite beautifully um <laughs> but I love dragons. When that was 
kind of what really drove me. Are you going to see a whole lot of dragons in this book? No. Um, I do want to say that if you're reading this because you want dragon adventures and dragon world, you know, this isn't going to be the book for you. It really is It really is a character-driven story, you know? You are, <clears throat> you're reading it because you're invested in Lady Trent and her exploits. I mean, she's a um, dragonologist, I guess you could say. <clears throat> she studies dragons. She's all about preserving the life of dragons. And, you know, there's some wonderful scenes, you know, when she's swimming with sea turtle dragons and I mean, some of these scenes when she's face to face with dragons and studying dragons and looking at hatchlings, I mean, those are kind of wonderful and it just makes me wish dragons were real even more so because of that realism and that realistic factor that does go into the story. It's about Lady Trent and her exploits and, you know, she does get caught up in some um, political intrigue and espionage. It's more of she's in the wrong place at the wrong time happens to her all the time, um, but that's what makes her life so exciting, you know, she's just, she just wants to study dragons with her colleague, and in this case, her son as well, and it really is quite fascinating to see her adventures kind of unfold, because as she, you're writing it, you're, she, as you're writing, as you're reading it, you see she's writing it kind of like with the hindsight, like in hindsight, I probably should have seen this coming, but I did not. And this is what happened. And you, it's kind of amusing, you know, Lady Trent's voice really does come alive. And that's why you are reading it for the character-driven aspect of the story. You are reading it because you are invested in Lady Trent and her exploits and just the unexplainable, unexpected things that do happen to her. You know, it is a very unpredictable read. It is unpredictable. It is charismatic. It is unique as well. You know, I've never really read <clears throat> a book quite like this where it, the world is similar to Victorian England, um, the, you know, Victorian society <clears throat> and that's another thing that adds to the realism, I think. But you know, you're reading about this world, you know, set in this Victorian landscape and with, you know, the tone, the monologue, the, just the atmosphere is just like, oh, this is so reminiscent of what we think of today as Victorian England, right? And it was very fascinating to see that unfold for the storytelling. <clears throat> What's also really done... What's also done, sorry, really well for this book is their illustrations. You know, again, Lady Trent is a dragonologist. So, um, I'm pretty sure that's the right word. <laughs> and she is doing lots of sketches because she is studying dragons. And the sketches in this book are absolutely beautiful. I mean, if you look at the cover of the book, which I really do advise and recommend, um, Mm 
the illustrations are as beautiful as the cover. I mean, it's, they're, God, it, the, the artistry is amazing, honestly. Um, the texture, the shading, the coloring, they are so beautiful and they are so genuine and they just add, again, to that realism part of the story. And again, to <clears throat> Lady Trent as a person. You know, you, you see her as more than a character. She's a person to you. Her voice comes alive. Her story comes alive. And I think that that's what is really engaging for me as a reader. But again, you know, if you pick up the series thinking, oh, it's going to be action-packed adventure 24-7 with dragons, no. You are going to be disappointed. It is a slow-paced, character-driven story about a woman who studies dragons um and I do want to give that warning because I don't want people to think of it as something that it's not and then be horribly disappointed and give it a bad review because they thought it was something that it wasn't um <coughs> pardon me so you know um really slow paced character driven story I have to give it four out of five stars it really was um a well done story I think you know I really do think it was a well done story sorry I'm just trying not to cough so much um I really do think it was a well done story I think it was executed brilliantly and overall it was a really good addition to the memoirs of Lady Trent series. Um, I can't wait to read the next two books. Well, three books, actually. There are three more books in the series. I'm so excited. Um, I really wanted to read them, so I'm really excited for them. Um, so, yes. Memoirs of Lady Trent. Um, Voyage of the Basilisk. You can get four out of five stars. Uh, if you want to go ahead and purchase the book, I will include links to purchase the book in the description below. Please don't forget to support me by liking this podcast, sharing it with all your book-loving friends, and subscribing. Uh, you can also become a supporter on Anchor FM, my recording platform, or <clears throat> on Buy Me a Coffee. Uh, I hope you all have a great rest of your day, and as always, happy reading.